Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and things are heating up and not in a good way. So let's get right into the news. Alright, where to start? First, let's talk about some of the movies Regal has announced that they will show when they reopen in a few weeks. Right now, they will come in two waves, with a set of movies coming July 10th and another set coming July 17th. For July 10th, some of the movies include the Dark Knight Trilogy, Bloodshot, Empire Strike Back, and Jurassic Park. For July 17th, some of the movies are Interstellar, Iron Man, Jaws, and the Lord of the Rings Trilogy. Obviously, with a mix of all the new releases coming out at the same time, I think overall it is a solid lineup of newer and older films. However, the celebration will have to cut, be cut short as things have taken a turn for worse for theaters opening, at least in America. First, the main states that have outbreaks have dramatically increased. Texas, Florida, Arizona, and California have continued to rise, with some of the states getting four to 5,000 cases per day. Along with this, theater owners took a big blow when Governor Cuomo decided that malls, gyms, and theaters would now not be a part of the Phase 4 opening. With most of the state in Phase 3 and New York City now starting Phase 2, this came as a big shock for people. No exact reason was been given for the delay, so it may only be for a few extra, or a week or two, or maybe longer. This is a big blow overall for new releases though, because remember, the key for at least Warner Brothers and Tenant was Los Angeles and New York open. While Los Angeles is nowhere close to reopening, and while New York is right at the finish line, this delay may push theaters to not open, possibly even to August. Personally, I think this move was done as a precaution. See, Cuomo and nearby states have bent the curve all the way down and do not want that to go to waste for people's entertainment. I think they want to see an extra week or two of data saying that cases have not spiked up in the area, and then they will reopen. Look at the states that are having issues. A lot of them made the push to start opening early for Memorial Day, and that combined with people not wearing masks, or even worse when they, before when they started. This is a last-minute addition to the script, but a quick update on both Tenant and Mulan. Warner Brothers has pushed back Tenant's release two weeks to August 12th, and Disney has pushed Mulan back to the 21st. Along with this, Warner Brothers has pushed back the 10-year anniversary of Inception to July 31st, which was Tenant's previous date. I was holding on recording a bit to see if this happened, and it did, with cases spiking in Florida and Texas, New York theaters being pushed back, past phase 4, and California cases rising, but not spiking yet, it made sense to push them back. However, if these states do not get their shit under control, expect to see the movies pushed back more and more. So besides American theaters being at risk or facing a delay of reopening, China still does not have a solid timetable. Thanks to the Cannes Virtual Festival, there are some panels where people from the Chinese film industry talked more about the situation here. Jerry Yi from the Tianjin Film Development said how there is no timetable right now, and with the complications of new cases in Beijing, uh, the safety for people going to theaters comes first. He also mentioned how Tier 1 cities must also open around the same time as Tier 3 and Tier 4 cities. So tier 3 and 4 cities are doing good right now, that is not enough for theaters to reopen. I found this part interesting because it's a lot like America. Unless the big cities are open, it does not make financial sense to open in smaller markets. What seems to be the big deadline after summer is October 1st, which is National Day. Quote, If we miss National Day, I don't know for most producers, distributors, and exhibitors how they can deal with the situation. End quote. Along with this, there is another Hollywood Report article talking about how most Chinese studios, while present at the virtual event, will be on the sidelines and not buy much of anything this year. While not surprising, I did want to bring this up because it shows another effect the pandemic has on the film industry as a whole. Even films that are done, finished, and are now being shown and looking for a payday and distribution 
Studios are not pulling out their checkbooks in droves, especially the second biggest film market in the world. Overall, for the whole China reopen plan, no one really knows what will happen. I think it was telling that if they do not reopen at all this summer, National Day is what they're aiming for, because if they miss that, even major theater chains or film studios could go out of business there. Right now, China is a dominant second place in the film industry and even started to get more of the films of their films worldwide distribution. This could come crashing down if they do not reopen sooner rather than later. You also have to remember that they have been shut down since the beginning of the pandemic, so not March, but late January to early February. So basically all of 2020 has been a wash for them. So an interesting story that has developed a bit more is that Michael Keaton might be in talks to come back as Batman for the DCEU. First picked up by The Wrap and then confirmed by The Hollywood Reporter that they have had sources saying the same thing. Basically for the Flash movie, which is to be inspired by Flashpoint, instead of having the Thomas Wayne Batman, that would be replaced by Michael Keaton. So when Flash messes up the timeline, this alternative Earth would have been protected by Batman for almost 30 years. The rumors go on to say that this would be for multiple movies in the DCEU, with a Nick Fury kind of deal. Shows up here and there as a supporting character, but more as a mentor than a fighter. This would fix the Ben Affleck situation and connects to the idea that the Robert Pattinson Batman is its own standalone trilogy. Overall, if Warner Brothers can pull this off and set up a multiverse in the DCEU, then that is the best play here. With this, the main movies in DCU would act as one universe, but this allows them to pull characters from other DC movies and come up with stories. One extreme example is to have three Batmans come together, Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, and Christian Bale. That could happen with this setup. Now it's unlikely, with two out of three probably not wanting to put on the suit again, but it is those situations that could happen and make sense. The only issue I see here is either in a Flash movie or another one down the road. They need to make it clear what the multiverse is so people understand it clearly. Otherwise, this is a solid move to pivot from the MCU style of films they were building. Unlike last week, we got a busier VOD premium happening this week. Let's start off with the big news as another big animated movie heads to streaming. Viacom CBS has decided to pull Paramount's SpongeBob Sponge on the Run from its theatrical release and instead release it on CBS All Access. Here's what Mark Deepos said who is the chief digital officer at Viacom CBS. Quote, we are thrilled to have the Spongebob movie Sponge on the Run, a premier first-run movie from one of Viacom CBS's biggest brands, join CBS All Access expanding slate of franchise content from across Viacom CBS. The launch will be perfectly timed with our continued expansion and planned rebranding of the service in early 2021 as as we welcome Spongebob and the gang from Bikini Bottom to the service in the biggest way possible. End quote. So the plan for the movie right now is to come out in early 2021 as a premium digital rental and then head to CBS All Access, basically the exact path Scoop took. That is a big move for Paramount and the company as a whole because with Trolls and Scoop pulled off the table, it looked like Spongebob had the entire family market to itself in a few few months until November. Personally, I think this ties on the Viacom CBS plan to rebrand CBS All Access. See, Mark already mentioned the plan to rebranding 2021. And earlier this year, I did report on their plan to at least initially offer a new service that had everything from CBS, Comedy Central, to Paramount Movies, and then start to phase out All Access. I think they are making the switch next year, and what better way to offer new content than a brand new Spongebob movie? This is why I did the delays until 2021 for rentals, and then put it on streaming. They could release it on iTunes right now if they wanted for rentals, but by the time January comes around and they do the rebrand, having the Spongebob movie as a selling point is not that strong anymore. I'll be curious to see what else Viacom CBS has up on their sleeves to make the service work, as I assume they're taking notes on what not to do from HBO Max. Speaking about HBO Max, a streaming service announced that some of the DC movies expected to leave July 1st will now stay until December before leaving. 
This includes Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and Wonder Woman. Along with this service, we'll also add Watchmen to the lineup. However, some DC movies will still be leaving in July, including the original four Batman movies, Jonah Hex, The Losers, and everyone's favorite, Catwoman. I like the move and don't like the move at the same time. I like they're going to listen to fans and customers not happy about the movies would so quickly leave the service, especially when they did not have all of them at launch. But this also kind of smells like desperation. It looks like they panicked and made some kind of deal to keep these movies for longer, but I don't think they get the point. People view the service as Warner Brothers' version of Disney+. Plus. That means for the most part, the entire collection is there when they want it, and that is not the case. Now, Disney Plus does not have all the Marvel movies, for example, but most of that, most were, at, they were there to start, and as the Netflix deals expires, they are slowly coming back. For HBO Max to be like that as well, we will be offering for HBO Max to be like that, well, they're offering a rotation of movies, and I don't think people want to pay $15 per month for curation of movies. Also, for Watchmen, it better be the director's cut, or they screwed that up as well. A small update on Disney+, Plus, which is now working its way on opening around Europe. Starting on September 15th, the streaming service will now be available in the following countries. Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Luxembourg, Norway, Portugal, and Sweden. This would bring the total of European countries Disney+, Plus is available to, to 16. Netflix is picking up a movie I never thought would happen, and that is the sequel to Chicken Run. The stop-motion animated movie released back in 2000 is getting a sequel, and Armin Studios is selling the distribution rights to Netflix worldwide, besides China. The movie is still a ways for production, with production not starting up until next year, so 2022 or 23 release easily. I have a soft spot in my heart for Chicken Run, and of course, the studio's my famous franchise, Wallace and Gromit, so I can't wait to watch this. This will already have happened when the episode is released, but Epic Games is getting into showing movies on Fortnite, and they recently premiered the newest trailer for Tenant and had a mini concert with Travis Scott. Now, depending on your country, you have a chance to watch one of three Christopher Nolan films Inception, The Prestige, and Batman Begins. For America, for example, it would be Inception. I like the idea in theory, but when I hopped in to watch the trailer, for example, it was uh, distracting seeing people around me keep using emotes while I tried to pay attention to the trailer. I do wonder how a two-hour movie would do. If they could improve on this by disabling, doing anything, just walking around and talking to your friends, then it would be a great virtual movie-going experience. If anything interesting happens with it, I'll report on the next episode. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Seats. As always, let me hear your thoughts on the Facebook page. I'll put the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next week.